Good evening everyone. Uh, what an incredible opportunity that I have to be sharing with you once again. Uh, we've just finished our Acts series last week and what an incredible uh, story the book of Acts is where it goes from the beginning of God just coming in and enabling his disciples to just go out into the rest of the world as it's known and just see lives changed and, and to see how that was the beginning of everything that we know as, as church today. Really, really cool, really inspiring. Tonight we're going to be doing something very similar, well in a similar vein, and it's going to be talking about loving your neighbor. Recently we have really been struggling and wrestling through a lot of things in the world about lives that matter, uh, Black Lives Matter. And a lot of, of people are really looking into this and going, how is it that we're ending up in this space? And one of the things that I've been really challenged on in the last few weeks and, and months is, is how am I loving my neighbor? And uh, yeah, there's a story in Luke chapter 10, verse 25, where Jesus is asked, you know, what is the, what is the greatest, uh, you know, how do, how do I go to heaven? Um, and he's like, well, what is written in the law? And uh, the, the guy who asks him goes, well, you know, love God, love your neighbor as yourself. Um, and uh, Jesus says, yeah, that's, that's right, that's, that's spot on. And so he goes, who is my neighbor? And for a lot of us, we're really discovering that for me, our neighbors are, are, are more than what we originally kind of think. You know, it's not just the people living next to me. Um, it's not just the people down the road. And so I think it's, it's an exciting uh, passage to dig in tonight. I think there's far more in here than we're going to be able to get into tonight, which is exciting. Um, but yeah, I really, I really want to just open up in prayer and then we can dig in. Uh, yeah, Lord Jesus, thank you so much that we can, yeah, just come before you tonight to learn from you. Thank you that you're the perfect example of, of how to love. And you love each person in this world so much. And we pray, Lord, that as we go from here, um, and as we discuss things later on this evening, that you would just be so evident in the conversations, that you'd be shaping us and molding us in the name of Jesus. Now it's interesting, there was a seminary that did a, an experiment where they had a bunch of people coming together to talk on the Good Samaritan. And what they did is they were like, okay, in one class, let's prepare, get everything ready. And then they told the guys, oof guys, we're running a bit late. And the lecture hall, we're going to give this lesson is on the other side of the campus, so you're going to have to hustle. While these guys are busy rushing off, what they did is they planted an actor who was in a lot of pain, really suffering, and was crying out for help on the way. And, and what happened was all of these people who were madly giving a talk, to, uh, rushing to give a talk on the Good Samaritan, they would ignore and in one case actually step over the man in their rush to go and give a talk on the Good Samaritan. Um, yeah, very interesting study. A lot of it actually got, went down to, uh, you know, sometimes it's not so much a conflict in what, I, what we believe, but conflicts in what's, you know, crowding out our time. Um, and so yeah, this last week I've been really, uh, you know, keeping an eye out for people who are crying on the road and, and people in need uh, as I've been preparing this sermon. Um, yeah, really interesting stuff in that psychologists talk a whole lot about, you know, goal orientation lives, that sort of stuff. It was wild. But tonight, really what I'm wanting to dig into is, is love your neighbor. Uh, it's such a core teaching in every religion. Um, but it's specifically uh, 
intrinsic to the gospel. Uh, we're not going to be able to, to live out the gospel unless we're loving our neighbors. So let's turn to Luke chapter 10, verse 25. I'm going to be reading from the NIV. Um, yeah, and it's, it's a little bit um, of an independent story because Jesus has just come from when he sent out the 72 disciples and they really just had an incredible time sharing the gospel. Um, and then after this, he goes to, to Mary and Martha. Um, and in this story, uh, in, in between those two stories, this story happens. And it goes like so, Luke chapter 10, verses 25. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law? He replied, how do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road. <sighs> Relief. Uh, when he saw the man, and he passed by on the other side. So to a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him pass by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came to where the man was. When he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him, bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I'll reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. And Jesus told him, go and do likewise. Incredible, incredible. So often, there's so many divides that we put up in our space. And this is a classic example of, of divides uh, within the, yeah, the Roman times in the Middle Eastern period around Jerusalem and Jericho. The Samaritans were really looked down upon by the Jews because they were um, yeah, part of what was traditionally known as the Northern Kingdom, which was scattered and destroyed by the Assyrians. And what happened was the Assyrians came in and uh, yeah, they intermarried with these guys uh, and they became known as the Samaritans and you know, kind of lived in and around Samaria. Um, so the Jews kind of saw them as, as the unfaithful, uh, the ones that were so wicked that God didn't show mercy on them. And it, it really was like a huge stigma against the Samaritans. Um, and Jesus addresses this. He, he looks into it and, and really goes, you know what, like... Sure. I mean, the way that Jesus addressed Samaritans throughout the Gospels is incredible. Uh, he goes into the Samaritan towns. He doesn't walk around it like the teachers of the law were meant to do. He engages with the Samaritan woman, which is even more unheard of. Um, and he just shows love and, and he shows such care. And, and that's really the example that we want to follow. And so how do we love our neighbor? And I think the first way in which we're able to love is to find the source of love. Jesus. You see, love isn't described 
as, as something that we have to muster up or something that we have like a limited amount of at the beginning of the day and then suddenly it's gone by the end of the day. In fact, it's described in scripture as a, as a fruit of the Spirit. It's something that's just evident within us. It wells up in us when we're filled with the Spirit. Uh, I, I think if I, if I look back at the times where I've been most generous, most loving, most compassionate, it's definitely the times when the Spirit's filled me. One of the things that I really appreciated about some of the, the ministries that I've been involved in is this emphasize that loved people love people. And it's a really incredible truth that when I'm feeling loved, it's so much easier for me to love others. And so if I'm wanting to be someone who's a loving person, I need to find love. I need to be able to accept the love of Jesus in my own life. I also need to be able to accept the love of others around me. And I need to be filled with the, with the Spirit to be able to yeah, just give off of this, this fruit of love. And so finding the source is really important. And sometimes there's things that get in the way of us finding the, finding the source of that love. And, and particularly in terms of loving other people, sometimes there's our own sin and guilt and shame that actually hold us back from being able to give ourselves in love. Um, I think one of the, the biggest examples of this is, is, for example, people who are caught in, in kind of sexual sin who are then not able to love their husbands or their wives as much uh, because of the shame and guilt that holds them back. In the same way, if, if we've been um, yeah, really cheating in a competition or opponent, it's really difficult to value and honor our opponents because of guilt and shame. At the same time, when we have been sinned against, it's hard for us to love those people because there's a, a thing that comes between us. Uh, this thing that they've done to us now suddenly is the, the stumbling block um, that's preventing us from being able to, to love them. And so it's really important that we, we do walk in, in repentance and forgiveness uh, to be able to receive all that Jesus has to offer us. Um, this last week at Immerse, uh, Dad went through the, the steps of forgiveness and, and repentance again. And if, if you haven't engaged with that, I really recommend uh, yeah, getting hold of that and, and listening to it and engaging in that. It's really, really helpful. The next thing that we have to do. So we have to find the source of love, but then we also have to share, we have to be Jesus to the people around us. You know, we're called to be Christ's ambassadors. Uh, he calls us our co-heirs with Christ. Uh, he, yeah, he really expects us to buy into his mission so much that when people encounter us, they encounter him. And what an incredible opportunity um, and joy it is to be embodying Jesus. I think one of the things that's really encouraged me during this time of lockdown is the times where, you know, there's, there's busyness and there's craziness that sometimes comes and, and cries out what we're doing. But it's the times where I've really been able to do something truly selfless for someone else that I just feel like so full of joy. Shan and I have, have loved um, the opportunities that we've had to be able to cook for, for friends and neighbors. Um, and funny enough, what happens is that as, as generosity has gone out, it's also come in. People have been cooking food for us, which has been awesome when, uh, yeah, it's been a particularly busy time. And so, yeah, just receiving the love of people being Jesus to us has been so incredible. It's inspired us to do more. And it's, it's really one of those things that, like I said, as love people love people, that, you know, as I'm being loved and receiving this generosity, it inspires me to love and, and give generously. And, and that's been just a small example of people being Jesus to us in this time. And sometimes we, 
I mean, a lot of the time when we're looking at these things, we also want to be able to love knowing that they can't do it back for us. And I think that's one of the sweetest experiences when you're able to give generously to someone knowing that there's no way that they can repay you. And, uh, and yeah, I'm not like, like banging that on top of them going like, look, you can never repay me. So I'm just so good. But actually in, in, a, in a heart of generosity of going like, look, this is a need. And, and I really want to be Jesus to this need. And so I think it's really important that once we find the source of love, it's to, to be a source of love for others. And, and I think one of the, the most incredible memories that I have of this is, is one of the times when I was in the UK and really challenged with this stuff. I had a bit of, bit of a weird time in, in this space where I was in a transition space. I had lots of time. I was spending most of the day actually just painting a room. But what I found was because there was not really much to do, uh, a lot of my friends had gone off on holiday um, and I was just waiting around for two weeks to be able to move up to Manchester. But in that time, I saw the world differently. I was able to have incredible quiet times, which was awesome. But also, I was able to see, as I was going about, opportunities so much more. There was neighbors who were like, just needing help, you know, changing a car tire. Normally, as I'm walking home, I'm thinking so much about what's going on, I would completely miss that. There were people who were struggling to pay for a bus fare and like holding up a whole bus. And it was like something that I didn't even notice, but as I slowed down, I was able to notice. And uh, in that time, that, yeah, I mean, it was an incredible week. I'd just come off of five weeks of what's like the equivalent of summer camps or the gatherings. And so I was like pumped up, filled with the Holy Spirit, but also in a space of slow. And out of the whole year and a half that I was in the UK, that was probably the least intentional time in terms of the calendar. But I can tell you now, I can't remember loving people as much as I did in that week. And... That's not something that I'm ashamed of because like you can feel, oh, I was so great then. But actually it's something that inspires me to go, you know what, when I slow down, when I connect with the spirit, that's when it's in its truest and rawest form. Um, and, and that's what's really inspires me to continue to love. Uh, and I, I encourage you guys, be Jesus to the people around them, around you. Finally, loving each other means sharing Jesus. I think it's so hard to envision a world and a future that is hopeful without the gospel being spread. The news that we have that Jesus loves each person, that he's designed each person, that he cares for each person, that he came and died for each individual is so powerful. One of the most incredible things we can do for people is to introduce them to the source of love and I know this is difficult and I know that this is something that a lot of us are you know really struggle with and that sort of thing but I encourage you to try I encourage you as you're being Jesus to people to share a little bit of Jesus with people and you're gonna have to learn you're gonna have to you know really take each experience of course we don't want to Bible bash people and, and that's something that I think is, is very strong on my heart. Um, I don't want to be going into a space and just smacking people with, with religion. Um, but there is a real opportunity that comes when love is available to share the gospel. When doors open to us to share the gospel. It was one of the most incredible things that I experienced while being a, 
a red frog and uh, yeah red frogs comes into so many of my sermons but one of the most incredible things is is going out there and loving people being jesus to people to the point where they stop and ask why are you doing this what is going on what is happening love was opening doors to curiosity within them to go what kind of people do this sort of stuff and uh, yeah it would have been wrong of me to actually brush off a lot of those those conversations when actually they were looking for real deep answers they weren't looking for generic answers to go no you just need to love people and be a good person and that was one of the things that i tried to leave with red frogs as i was leaving was to go we need to make sure we're taking the opportunities and to make sure that while we're sharing the gospel that they're feeling still that sense of love that sense of excitement that it comes across in us the passion that we have about jesus and about his kingdom coming on earth um, one of the most incredible things we saw in the book of Acts was that as people, people's lives were changed, those who were the enemies, you know, the centurions, the prison guards who had previously been beating and persecuting the Christians, suddenly became Christians and they were suddenly sharing the gospel. Jesus tells us to love our enemies because he loves them so much. And he knows the, the value that they can add to the kingdom. One of the incredible stories that we, we hear often in, in prison ministries of people who are gangsters and murderers coming to become pastors, coming to become evangelists, becoming people who are life bringers instead of death bringers. And, and I think as we look into the situation around us, there's so much negativity that's pressing down on us and we kind of feel like, ah, oh, this is hectic. And it is hectic. And it is terrible what's happening. And one of the ways in which we're going to be able to truly break through is to begin bringing real gospel. A gospel that, you know, in Christ there's no, like, race or gender or wealth or any kind of segregation that we can think of. It fades away. Paul writes incredibly in this, saying, you know, there's no longer a Jew or Gentile. There's no longer slave nor free, male or female. And, and I think that's something for me that as we share in Jesus, we should not forget and, and should not leave out is that this gospel is a gospel that brings people together, no matter what class or creed. And as we love people, we love people no matter what class or creed. And so I challenge you guys tonight to find the source of love, to be filled with it. If you are in a space where it's rushed and it's busy, and you feel like those seminary students who are in a mad rush to go and give a talk on, on good things, but you miss the opportunity to serve the person. If you feel like you're the person who steps over the people in struggle as opposed to engaging with them, then I encourage you to go back to the source, to find Jesus, to slow down, be filled. And I encourage you, as you're encountering people of every different race, and and class and and everything every person that we're going to be engaging in the next few weeks to be jesus to them what this world needs is more of jesus more of someone who looks at the other and goes i value you i love you i'm going to spend time here having this conversation with you dealing with the broken and hurt things inside of you and finally we need to be sharing jesus it's not enough for us to simply
be Jesus to the people around us. We also need to share Jesus. One of the greatest things we can do for our, for our brothers and sisters is to lead them to the source. They don't need secondhand stuff from us. They don't need to see good deeds from us that will last just a moment. They need Jesus. That's going to last them eternity. And so I encourage you guys tonight, there's going to be some interesting discussions coming up on Zoom. And uh, yeah, come with questions. Come with all sorts of, of different uh, views. If, if something has sat weirdly with you tonight, bring it up. If something sat well with you tonight, bring it up. I'm so excited to be able to engage with you all. I've missed you all incredibly. I'm just going to close with prayer, if that's okay. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for these incredible, incredible people. Thank you for the opportunity that we have to just come and access your love, to be filled with your spirit. Thank you that you've, teared, you've torn down all division between us and you. Father, help us to be you to the people around us. That they don't even need to know from speaking to us because they can see from our actions. And Father, hope, help us to take the opportunities that you've given us. The moments of hope. The moments of life change where we can share your gospel. Help us to find people that you're working in. That you're prepared. And Father, I pray for anyone who has really struggled in the last few weeks with the ideas of, of Black Lives Matter and and some of the, the real hurt that's come about. Father, I pray that you would move us to be people who love no matter what, who deal with the things inside of us that others have done to us or that we have done to others so that we can be free to love. In the name of Jesus, amen. I love you guys. I miss you so much. I really thank you for listening. Um, I know it's difficult doing church online. And so I thank you for your time. I thank you, uh, yeah, just for, for being willing to, to listen. And hopefully I'll be, be seeing some of you guys soon. Um, you never know with lockdown. Uh, if you do want to, you know, have a phone call or have a chat. Um, I finished exams this week, praise the Lord. And so looking forward to, to seeing where God leads me now.